What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast. No, 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 no. Forget that. There's only one place for real answers. Oh, yeah? Where is that, Johnny? Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. No phones, no berries. Just us men and our souls. In a big bag of shrooms. That sounds idiotic. No, 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 I like it. Are you in, Ari? For shrooming in the desert? No, for being there to help guide us through this major decision. Okay, I'm in. This episode is a long, long time coming. Welcome back, everyone, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Palm Springs, California. And this episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah was recorded live last week at Joshua Tree National Park. One of the goals I set for myself when I was bringing this podcast back was to do more out-of-the-box episodes like the one we have today. So I asked my good friend Brandon Wennard, the founder of BroBible.com, the very first guest I ever had on this podcast, and really the first person who ever believed in Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, to come out to the desert for the night. We uh, wanted to pay respects. We wanted to pay respects to a great episode. We wanted to pay respects to an incredible place. So what we did was we uh, emulated the boys in a lot more ways than one. This episode is decidedly different than other episodes of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. There's not a lot of structure. The audio levels were, they're good, but they were a little hard to control because it does get windy in the park. Sometimes our voices are too loud, sometimes they're too soft, and believe it or not, the episode is a little bit all over the place. I've already recorded next week's episode, Redemption. It's right back to the old format. Great guest coming up for that, but just suspend some belief for this episode, and whether you enjoy it or you hate it, just know that like we'll be back to our normally scheduled programming soon. Thank you for all the positive feedback on last week's episode. We went back to Season 2, Episode 7, and redid the Sundance Kids with Kyle Banduho. If you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you check that one out. Make sure you follow the Oh Yeah Pod TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. The TikTok is booming. I love seeing new people engaging with the content as well as the podcast. And once again, if anyone's interested in helping me on the socials, Shoot me a DM at JR will do it on Instagram and Twitter. Also, the advertising thing. If any of you are small business owners or sell a product or make a product and you'd like it featured on Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah as an ad read, just shoot me a message. Happy to do it for you, free of cost. I just like supporting people who support me. There's not a lot more to say about this week, guys. It was a, it was a totally fun time. Brandon is so generous with his time. He's a great dude. He really embodies this whole episode in terms of his vibe and his sensibilities and the music he listens to and he's been a great friend to me we had a great evening and i hope that comes through on the audio if it doesn't and you're just annoyed by us don't worry it'll be okay as Vinny chase says it all works out in the end enjoy the episode and i'll talk to you next monday it took two years i was listening to episode four fire sale with nba player robbie hummel earlier and i was joking around with him and i said well, when I do tree trippers, I have to go to Joshua Tree. And so I'm here two years later with my very good friend, the godfather of this podcast, the man who breathed life into Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah so many years ago, Brandon Wennard from Bro Bible. How are you, my oh friend? Oh my gosh, you're going to just absolutely do wonders to my ego with that. <laughs> 
Brand- oh, great, it's Joshua Tree. We're in Joshua Tree. <laughs> we uh we we did it. There was part of the reason when I brought this podcast back, I said there's only one caveat, and that is I have to do tree trippers at Joshua Tree. And you drove out from LA today. You drove what, three hours of traffic? Three hours of traffic on the ten. You're crashing in one of my desk rooms. We are we're we're doing it, man. I, I cannot thank you enough for A coming back, B coming all the way out to the desert to do this with me. And see for financing this thing years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We did pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? With this equipment that we're holding right now, you paid for this. You, you know, you're the man. You know, it's kind of funny. I remember when the first episode came out because you had me, you had me on it, and uh, and we, I was back in New York. We were having like a like a, a little bit of an all hands meeting for Bro Bible, and everyone was like this entourage thing is so great. Like we gotta, we gotta do more of like the entourage podcast. And you know, here we are. <laughs> We're still doing it. <laughs> still doing it with a little bit of a two year hiatus. Um, what do we think? Joshua tree is fucking beautiful right now. It's late. It's like almost seven o'clock it's late. We the couldn't come in the middle of the day. It would have been 120 degrees. Just for, for the, the listeners and viewers, 89 degrees right yeah, now. Yeah. 89. A pleasant desert wind. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's good. And wh- how are you doing? How are you feeling? I feel great. I feel great too, I'm man. I'm super super stoked. Super I feel I feel I feel very like uh like one a oneness with Joshua <laughs> Tree as a whole, which is, you know, such a wonderful place. Every time I'm here I'm always like this is like Dr. Seuss world. Like it's in wild real, in real life. And every time I come here and I only live 45 minutes from here as you just saw. That's been the real like game changer for me is i can kind of pop up here whenever i have someone in town my wife likes to go more than i do because i'm not a big hiker but uh yeah you and i just watched tree trippers we sure did (laughs) we uh this is the first time i've ever like sat and watched an episode of entourage with somebody pre-recording i'm always watching it like by myself late at night nice to mention yeah i like it i like it i like i like also you know, being able to uh, being able to at least talk about the episode while watching it—that's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could like bounce theories off of somebody as opposed to just si- screaming it into the void, which is what I've been doing with this podcast. Okay, guys, we are going to try our best. Um, I've eliminated some categories. Brandon and I have had quite the experience getting here, but I'll do my best. Uh, this is the only way we could do this. This Brandon was the only guest I could have on. I've had him on so many times. Had him on for the pilot. Had him on in between seasons one and two for like a season one, like wind down. You've been a great, great, you know, guest on the show, but you've also been a great friend to me. I would say over the last two years, you and I have become more than just like bro Bible co-workers and, and, and real friends. We've gone to concerts. We've yeah, gone to baseball man. games. Yeah, I ran into you at Paul McCartney at SoFi <laughs> randomly. Like, I didn't know you were there, but then you were like, oh, yeah, here I am. And then we ended up actually watching the entire show in that section where we met up. Nice. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's uh, let's do our best to talk about tree trippers. I've got some notes in front of me. Apologies uh, on the audio for the papers rustling around. I didn't want to have my laptop out in this wind. But um, Entourage Season 5, Episode 5, Tree Trippers. Uh, originally aired on October 5th, 2008. Here's a question that is new this season. Ooh. Where were you on this date? Like, what, not the exact date, but, like, where in your life were you in October of 2008? Oh, my gosh. I was just finishing up, uh, I was finishing up college because I was a, I was a winter grad. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that was my very, very last semester of my senior year at Penn State. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, and I was, I was in – it was kind of like that weird stage because I had to do a one-semester victory lap. <laughs> it was kind of that weird stage where, like, I, like all my friends were, you know, gone and had yeah. moved on. So it was, like, living with a bunch of, like – you know randos and stuff like that like um yeah that you were was the johnny drama of the house yeah it was the dra- <laughs> johnny drama of the house um but that was exactly where i was in in fall 2008 amazing i'll i'll do this just for this episode because every subsequent episode will be the same time period but i was a sophomore in college at depaul university i lived in my first like off-campus apartment i was 20 years old and i had a adult apartment in chicago and i was the farthest thing from an adult. Of course. That place stunk. It just, it's because I, I had a roommate that like, he did the old like, oh yeah, I'll sign this lease with you, but then I'm going to move in with my girlfriend full time. So I had this beautiful two bedroom, one bath house in Lincoln Park on Webster Avenue. And like, I didn't know how to cook. So like the house just smelled like bacon and like beer. What and were you, what were you cooking as someone who didn't know how to cook? Like, like I said, like bacon and like, just like dumb <laughs> shit that like a, a dude would cook. You know, I had like a George Foreman grill and, uh, I'm going to make a ribeye on the George Foreman. <laughs> just did that grease trap nice and full. But, and then I made this like classic 19, 20 year old guy mistake where instead of like getting rid of the smell, I just lit a bunch of like candles. I was like, oh, this candle will mask the smell. So I, would, I went to like a candle store and I got like Christmas scented candles. Oh no. Or like lemoncello flavored. So like the whole apartment just smelled like someone threw oh. up lemoncello. <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> absolutely vile. Uh, we are off track. Um, I like to do this every week on this date. Here's a couple things that happened on this date. I have three things for you, Brandon. First, little sports thing. Uh, Professional golfer Dustin Johnson won the Turning Stone Resort Championship in New York, shooting a 279, nine under par. I thought that was interesting given this episode aired 14 fucking years ago and DJ is still out there cleaning up. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that's super cool. The next day, on a sadder note, uh, Monday, October 6th, the subprime mortgage crisis hit an all-time low. The Dow Industrial Average fell by as much as 800 points, its biggest interday drop for the first time since 2004. That's insane because I remember that day. Yeah. I remember that. I was in my car, and I remember hearing, like, uh, George W. Bush, like, you know, like, addressing that, hey, we're steering into a financial crisis. Speaking before the U.S. House Committee, Richard Fold, the CEO of failed Lehman Brothers, says that he believes that all of his decisions were both prudent and appropriate given the information that he had at that time. Uh-huh. Sure was. <laughs> I wanted to fast forward three weeks because the completion of the 2008 World Series happened. The Tampa Bay Rays lost three games to the Phillies. Four games to one. Pedro Feliz's seventh inning single scored pinch runner Eric Brunplett with the eventual winning run. And the Phillies claimed Philadelphia's first major sports title since... Oh my gosh, was it 1982? 1982-1983 Philadelphia 76ers. Who was named the MVP of that series? Oh, no. You asked me too quick. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels. Yeah, That's pitcher. Right. Duh. There you go. There you go. Quick episode recap for those who might not have seen Tree Trippers anytime in the anytime recently, like you and I have. 
Ari strikes out when he tries to hit Alan Gray to greenlight Vince as the second lead in Smoke Jumpers, so Ari urges Vince to seriously consider Steve Parle's Benji offer. Vince needs to do some soul-searching, so drama suggests that they all head out to a place to go for some real answers, Joshua Tree. Dragging Ari along, they head over to Eric Roberts to pick up some shrooms for the trip. Trip is in quotes. Roberts insists on coming along, much to Ari's dismay, and they head out in his Winnebago. Ari calls Lloyd and orders him to dodge sit since Mrs. Ari and the kids are at a family birthday party in Santa Barbara, but it's game night for Lloyd, and Tom insists they move the festivities to Ari's house rather than cancel. When Ari is peer pressured into taking shrooms, he wanders off to take a call from Mrs. Ari, gets lost, and starts to freak out. In a panic, he calls Lloyd, who has to talk him down from his trip. Meanwhile, Vince and the guys list the signs they are seeing so Vince can make a decision about Benji. Vince decides he's meant to do the film, but then on the way home passes a group of firefighters and changes his mind. He's certain that Smoke Jumpers is his fate. That's like the most detailed recap I've ever given on an episode. Do you write those recaps? No, I don't. Someone asked me that once. They were like, hey, man, do you ever need help writing those recaps? They're on the HBO website. Oh, so they're just they're the they're they're the as official recap as yeah. it gets, and they don't miss a fucking beat. Like, and they're so well written. I'm a writer professionally, and like I re- read these sometimes, and I'm like, that was really fucking. That was ama- that was amazing. Brandon, what is your favorite moment from the episode that we just watched? Okay, so man, this is oh man, what a tough what a tough, <laughs> what a tough thing to think about. All right, so I would say. The the best moment is easily is easily when uh, Ari's wife, Mrs. Ari, <laughs> comes back comes back home. <laughs> Ari's screwed, <laughs> and Lloyd's having a party at the house. It's a it's a it's a throwdown. It is it is a great reveal. It's a great reveal. Is this real or is my wife calling me at two a.m.? Your wife's calling you at two a.m. Hey, baby. Everything okay? Where are you, Ari? Uh, I'm I'm home, honey. Where, where are you? I'm home. I went went for a jog. At 2 a.m. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. Well, how could you with 25 men frolicking naked in our pool? Baby. I don't know who's more dead, me or fucking Lloyd. She's like a lawyer. She like bats him into a corner. Basically makes him like you know well, admit. Go ahead. You're watching these people on psychedelics, yeah. and it's a dose of reality. 100%. It's like it's the back to real world like moment of the of the whole show because you're you know you're kind of you see how they're in their own heads, yep. how they're acting interacting as a group, but it's the sudden like flash to oh no like there is a world outside of whatever consciousness they're experiencing at that moment. But that world is. 20 naked day dudes like cannonballing into the gold's pool and her standing there like disapprovingly it's fucking hilarious but you and i burst out laughing when we were watching because it it's just such a great reveal it's perfect she catches him like bald face lie bats him in her corner he basically admits oh i'm out on a run I'm a-, and then just snags him it's it's incredible i probably should have like started with this and this is this is my problem Let's talk about Joshua Tree a little bit. Let's talk about, like, Joshua Tree. Let's talk about this, the whole idea behind this episode, which is, like, going to Joshua Tree and doing mushrooms. This was the first time I'd ever seen something like that on film. Was it the same for you? Uh, Definitely the same. Yeah, definitely the same in, like, in that kind of way, and the idea that it was, like, a buddy's trip or, like, something like that. Um, 
you know, I mean, I've I've always known about it. Like, <laughs> see, see, I w- I'm a little younger than you. So in in 2008, when this was uh, when this aired, I was 20, and this was the first. I lived in Chicago. I was like, what is it? Where is Joshua Tree? What is this? Like, what I is that Dr. Seuss <laughs> land of the desert? 100. <laughs> percent Where I, the trees are waving at you. And for those who might not be super familiar, Joshua Tree, it's a national park. It's in southeast California. It's just east of San Bernardino in Los Angeles and north of Palm Springs. It's about 45 minutes north of Palm Springs. We just did that drive and about three hours east of L.A. On the southwestern corner of the Mojave Desert. Correct. It's straddled by two deserts and two counties, the Mojave Desert and the Colorado Desert. Uh, I think uh, my wife knows this better than me. I think the reason it's named Joshua is because the Mormon who quote-unquote, discovered the park, was, of course, named Joshua. I believe that doesn't surprise me, isn't? But Joshua Tree, I think, is, like, that's a biblical reference, I I believe, too. Like, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember my Catholic school teachings. Did Joshua... It wasn't no Jonah got swallowed by the whale. Nope. wrong wrong J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong wrong J guy. A lot of a lot of J's. Well, so jo- I mean, look, Joshua Tree is like one of the one of the one of the majestic things about it in you know as a as a national park is like you feel like you're truly on another planet. There's yeah. there's very like few like landscapes in America that are as jarred and as foreign and you know. You basically could take a picture of Joshua Tree, remove the flora and fauna, and say, that's Mars. Yep. It feels like you're on another planet. The ecosystem shifts, like, every 5 to 10 miles because it's a different elevation. So, like, you'll have a giant field of cactuses that are only growing Joshua Tree. And the field is 10 miles deep. And you can walk through the field of cactuses, you know, if you dare. And then 10, 15 minutes later, you're at the top of a mountain. And it's cold, and you're looking down upon the desert. And now, like, kind of where we are, we're surrounded by these boulders that literally looked like if there was a god, he just, like, dropped them down and made little boulder. That's where the guys, it's, it's kind of where, where the guys in Entourage have their little, you know, soul-searching experience. Yeah, we, we basically found, uh, found that location. I wonder if they actually, I wonder actually where they did film it. That's kind of interesting. I, I, did, the, I did the research, IMDb, it just says they filmed in Joshua. In Joshua. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, which right. is a park that spans, I think, like 400 well, miles or something well, like that. One of, the, one of the things that I've, like, you know, really, really love about J-Tree and its connection to Southern California um, is, you know, there's a lot of like kind of music, music lineage between uh, the high desert and, you know, kind of what was going on in the music world in the like 60s and 70s. Yep. Uh, specifically, so one like kind of iconic things that made it really interesting to me was um, Graham Parsons from The Birds. You know him from Ooh, Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and a number of, of 60s rock bangers but anyway <laughs> Graham Parsons he died out here wow um he uh he was think, young too yeah wasn't he was it? young I think he was in the 27 club I think Ooh. he was uh I think he died at age 27 and he died in the town of Joshua Tree at the Joshua Tree motel I actually have a buddy that like stays in the room that well, he died that, in. that's a little like, hardcore it's a little weird yeah. but like yeah. but like he's he's really into the birds I was going really to say he must history. be the biggest birds fan on the planet huge huge really into it um, but the 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 way that kind of besides the fact that he died in Joshua Tree, um, there's an interesting story about how after he died, his body was being flown back to wherever he's from, and his best friend broke into like a cargo area in LAX airport, stole his body in the middle of the night, 
drove it from LAX out here into the desert, into the middle of the national park. Holy shit. And then doused it in gasoline and set, you know, set his body on fire. At a Viking funeral. Uh, Viking funeral. <laughs> and apparently that was like one of his last wishes. Holy shit. Um, he was eventually charged. He did like jail time for <laughs> it and like everything like that. But there's a memorial in Joshua Tree and I've come to see it before where like that actually happened. Um, it's pretty, pretty gnarly. Why didn't gnarly we, thing. Why didn't we record this there? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're talking entourage. We are talking are. entourage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's. I was about to say let's talk about mushrooms, but let's get back to the tatadories, and we'll, we'll once we. I think the mushrooms will. <laughs> My favorite moment from the episode was um, they're walking and the trip is starting to kind of take over, and they're talking about losing Arnold and Ari at the same time. The daughters just want run away, and they're having this debate if they could only find one, Ari or Arnold, who would you pick? If we could only find one of them, Ari or Arnold, who would you pick? You can't ask questions that can't be answered, John. I can answer that. Arnold, why? You can replace an agent. You can't replace a best friend. What if we could have Arnold's soul in Ari's body? Well, then my agent would have the soul of a dog and would want me to do Benji. How do you know Arnold's soul even likes Benji? I don't know. I just know. Unless his running away was a sign. Write it down, Eddie. Got anything, Eddie? Why isn't he saying anything? Are you okay? My mouth won't talk. Trippy. Totally. Has stopped talking altogether. Turtle's getting like weirdly emotional, and Vince is Vince is being a little weird in this episode. But we'll we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, Turtle has straight up like you know, Turtle has like some some anxiety that like some things that like I feel like you know the psychedelics are helping him like work through a little bit uh, with 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 his with his deeper persona. And it's wild because you see so much anxiety come from Johnny drama. And he's just so chill this whole time. He doesn't have, like, man, he's a, he's an old vet at this point, right? He's the guy who's been doing shrooms out at Joshua Tree for 20-plus years. I mean, he's, he's the Sherpa of the <laughs> entire trip. 100%. Um, well, really, the Sherpa is Eric Roberts, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, um, this is a weird episode of Entourage. I'll get to the structure in a little bit, but we talked about your favorite moment, which was Mrs. Ari coming home. What was your least favorite moment from this week? So, um, I mean, it's easily the the ending is absolutely <laughs> is absolutely uh, whack. Uh, it's it's just like it's like oh okay, you know, there's this they have this um, you know incredible incredible afternoon evening yeah. etc. Uh, they Vince has a revelation, but then he has another revelation yeah. on yeah. the. On the way home, and I think you know what I do? you know what drives me crazy about it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. Let's on hear it. it. All right, they did mushrooms. Yep. All right, they're on psychedelics. Like the point of these things is to kill the ego. Yep. All right. What happens whenever he's you know on the way back home and you know sees a horrific car chase? He sees himself oh. as a firefighter. And that, to me, is the most sociopathic, <laughs> egotistical thing you can possibly imagine. Is that in this moment of crisis, you're seeing uh, for somebody something horrific. You're seeing yourself. Yeah. yeah. And 
that projection, oh, that just ugh. it bothered me. It's it also me. it's also very like this isn't a word, but like cornily done. It's very corny. He's like super corny, super slow motion flames. He's staring at the firefighters through the frames. It's this tight close up of Adrian slash Vince's face, and then all of a sudden we see his like blank actor face on a firefighter it, it made me laugh we both started dying laughing of how ridiculous it is it, well it's it's just absolutely absurd and then like to you know basically conclude that you're going to make a career decision yeah. off of that major career man decision. actors suck <laughs> <laughs> although there is something to like if you get to that level he's an a-lister right like you have to be kind of a psychopath and as you know we've we've interacted with these people in, in our field of work like you have to have a crazy side of you to be that successful Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> like, hey, look, you know, props to him for, you know, coming to the conclusion. But <laughs> the way it's told. <laughs> hey, ER, I know you hate me, but is there any way you could drive really fast? Not much faster I can go, Gold. Something has occurred. Look. Holy shit. Whoa. You think that's the victim's girl? Great rack. guys i think i am still tripping snap out of it because i need for you to come home with me tonight and do some real acting for the wife okay yeah sure Ari. forget benji i'm not doing it really what happened bro i don't know suddenly it just doesn't feel right yeah well i'm glad you said it because i couldn't so what are you gonna do now wing it yeah okay i have two least favorite moments they're little when they first start doing the drugs and they're waiting for the drugs to kick in they're all just like sitting uncomfortably on some rocks i have a bad back and a bad hip these guys don't have any folding chairs in that winnebago eric roberts doesn't have like you know a fucking blanket he could pull out for them to sit on it's a little wild to me i think the winnebago was completely unnecessary yeah we do <laughs> like i know it's like part of the motif of going to the desert and everything like that but like you know. Well, there's an argument to be made that Eric Roberts is completely unnecessary, too, but we'll get to him. And then, as a dog owner, didn't love that they lost Arnold and Joshua Tree. Irresponsible pet ownership. And, like, look at where we're sitting right now. We're looking at an expanse of about a quarter of a mile of just, like, rocks and cactus leading up into a mountain. You just met my dog when he came over. I, if I lost her, she'd be gone for good. So I, that I don't, would be terrible. I don't like be to terrible. Think, I don't want to think about that right now. They definitely shouldn't have brought the dog. Don't be those dog owners, Don't guys. Be those. It's like it's like people that bring their dogs to music festivals. Yeah, 100%. Oh. What was the most entourage moment of this episode? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh. <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> With a convertible of porn stars. <laughs> pulls up. I feel like the like every 80s movie trope ever possible. Yep. But it's like, oh, hey, there's just a convertible of porn stars, like, in this episode. They're going to the AVNs. Hey, do you guys want to come with? And you won't? Here. It's Katie Morgan. Yo, yo, what's up, ladies? Hey. My regards to Tom. Ciao. Hey, Vince, are you coming to Vegas for the AVNs? Actually, we're going to Joshua Tree. Oh, cool. I didn't get a thing that last year. <laughs> yeah, you want to do the sequel this year? You guys should just come to Vegas. 
stick it to the tree. Aww. Okay, but it's gonna be lonely out there. Oh, uh, we will be thinking of you the whole time. Also, uh, Joshua Tree is not on the way to Vegas. No, it isn't. That's so Very not on the way. <laughs> Continuity errors galore. We're, we won't. We won't spend too much time on that. Yeah, they're just driving. They're. I mean, they're they're porn stars. They're driving the wrong way. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Couple favorite lines and quotes. I, I mean, all right. Let me let me just do this now. Uh, and I can already tell the structure of this podcast is completely collapsed underneath itself. Um, <laughs> The makeup of this episode of Entourage is completely different than other ones. Usually you have an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot. You have Vince and E, you have Ari and Lloyd, and you have Turtle and Drama, all doing different adventures and all intersecting and coming together. That's actually kind of a standard sitcom like plot format. This is just six guys in a Winnebago going to Joshua Tree and doing drugs. There's no like, B-plot. It's just, we're, th- we're with them the, the entire... The closest dis- to a B-plot would be like Ari Splatter. Yeah, and th- she's Which shown... Which just a diversion. And it's just, right? and it's just like, oh, it's, it's putting the fear of God in Ari. She might come home. We have the funny scene where he like bribes Jonah, his son. But really, it's just them. So like, it's weird because people remember this episode of Entourage and they're like, oh, the Joshua Tree episode, it's so iconic. But we were just watching it and I was like, yeah... It's iconic as they go to Joshua Tree and do mushrooms. That's the only reason. There's not really a whole lot that happens. No. <laughs> at all. There's also no reason for them to do there's, this. There's also, like, zero character development yeah. or anything like that. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess Vince made a decision. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, big deal. <laughs> uh, there, there's some funny stuff. There's some funny lines. Like, I'll, 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 All right, really quick. Drama thinks he pulls his cock out when he's uh, when he's taking the lead. Wait up for me. I want to pee. I feel cold. I don't like being cold. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe we should keep a list of possible signs. E, can you keep a list? Yo! Johnny! What's up? I thought I pulled my cock off. Oh, Jesus. It's okay. I didn't. This way. That was pretty fucking funny to me. I don't know. There were some fun interactions before the boys go on the trip when they're at Earth Cafe and they're talking about Benji and like Turtle in kind of his na- naivete is like, is this Benji the dog we're talking about? No, no, it's Benji Franklin who goes to the Arctic, you idiot. <laughs> it's pretty good writing. It's, it's, it's that, that kind of, you know, like, he calls him an idiot. I think music. Every week we talked about music on Entourage. Again, not a big episode for Scott Venner, the music producer, to really flex his stuff. We do have a Spotify playlist. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, music. It's in the show notes of today's episode. Did any songs jump out at you? There was only like No, I didn't know until I'm looking at the sheet that Quicksilver <laughs> Messenger Service was in here. And, I mean, that does make sense. But, like, you know, they're like a psychedelic band from the 60s. Yep. It's California. When, like, it's when you know? they're in the Winnebago and yep. we see them traveling to Joshua Tree, which very easily could have just been like B-roll. Yeah, somewhere. yeah. Like, I didn't even notice it when we watched it. The final credits are the tales of Brave U- Ulysses by Cream. Like, yep. you know, good to hear Cream. Always the final credit song is, like, the heaviest hitting of Entourage. Always. And, you know, I guess it's... It's the accent point. Yeah, 100%. I think it was, I think it was good. Um, but there's no song that stands out from this episode. It's a lot of just, like, string music while they're tripping balls in the desert. 
Yes. So a lot of non sequiturs. It's an episode of non sequiturs. It's, it's just like it's just like this episode of this fucking podcast. Um, I'm gonna fucking just keep barreling through here and see how we do. Uh, celebrity cameos. There's one big one and a smaller one that I think is better because I, okay, we have Eric Roberts and we have Katie Morgan, the porn star. <laughs> Who do you want to talk about first? I guess Eric Roberts. Okay. Okay. I, sorry, Katie. Yeah, sorry, Katie. Eric Roberts, famously older brother to Julia Roberts. They've been estranged from each other since 2004. He's gotten nominated for a couple Golden Globes. He was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in the film Runaway Train in 1985. Since the 70s, he's one of the few actors in history to have more than 600 credits across TV, film, and stage. 600 credits? 600 credits in, at this point, it's 35 years at that, at that point? Wow. There had to be days he was going to, like, multiple productions. Uh, absolutely. So, like, this is a working actor in Hollywood, and I couldn't stand him in this episode what did you think it was it was terrible it was it was completely pointless and also like i don't understand his connection to like uh mushrooms like the mushrooms are a character in the like in the episode i don't it was never really revealed why he is like the shroom guy it's it's like a funny cutaway when the where do we get mushrooms and drama goes like only one person eric roberts but like he's not a household name so, like, when I heard that, even back in 2008, I was like, who? And then we see him, and I'm like, oh, isn't he in the Dark Knight? And, like, you know, for a whole generation of guys, I was like, I, I can imagine it was pretty difficult to put a face to a name. Do you think, well, I don't know, it's just an interesting choice to, like, have to have him, you know, lead the charge. Well, and then let's talk about this. Like, we talked about bros being bros every week on, on this podcast, like, he invites himself along. Not a very bro move. Very like, not bro. And then he's like, oh, turns out I have a Winnebago we can all do. He just kind of takes control of the whole thing, which, like, listen, when you're on a drug trip, you kind of appreciate someone who's done it before. Yeah, but over. he's a little too, like, he's he's a little too, like, inserted himself yep. as a character uh, into into the group's energy. 100%. And that, that was, like, the big problem people had with Dom back in season two. And why he got ticked off the show so quickly. Because, like, he just kind of fucked up the dynamic the dynamic of the group. He's, like, giving Ari shit. He's, like, 50 years old, I'm still an animal. Anyone else want to pound the stone? Asking people to, like, punch his abs when they walked in the door. If my buddy brings me over to this burnt-out old 50-year-old actor's house who's showing me his abs, I'd be like, dude, I'll wait in the fucking car. Ask it. <laughs> Would you punch him? <laughs> no. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's a bold ask. 100%. You could hurt somebody. I couldn't hurt anybody. And then there's this line, and it's super annoying. He's like, Turtle's like, oh, we just came by to get some of those, you know, magic mushrooms of yours. And he does, well, you guys are in luck because I just cooked up a sweet, sweet batch. And you're like, dude, what was that? That's not a human. That's just like you doing a line. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a, what a, what a strange choice. Great. Where do we get the shrooms? Eric Roberts. Where else? Let me see them hands. I got a shotgun pointed at the door. Yo, yo, ER, chill. It's drama and Vince. I'm just playing with you, Johnny. <laughs> Good to see you. Hey, Vince, how we doing? Eric. Hey, John. Turtle. How are you? Well, give us on an ass and he's wiping. Ari Gold. How's it hanging, player? Oh, it's hanging. Been a long time, huh? Yeah, what, uh, 10 years, huh? About that. How are you? Solid as a rock. Uh. Back. Take a fucking swing, go. <laughs> Abs of steel. <laughs> uh, I, I'd, I'd rather not. Either you swing or I do. Okay. And don't Jew me on this gold. Put some muscle behind it. 
<laughs> 50 years old, I'm still an animal. Uh, Anybody else want to pound the stone? Uh, you want to pound this stone? No, 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 no. Not uh, me. We're good. We got a long drive ahead of us. Yeah, we just came by to grab some of your famous magical fungi, and we were going to roll. You'd be thrilled to know I just harvested a sweet, sweet batch. Awesome. So, uh, where are you guys going? Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. I love that place. Peace, serenity, nature. Speaking of which, say hi to Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey. So, what's the reason for this journey? Uh, I have a major career decision to make. Oh, yeah? Heavy. You know, I love observing people in transition. It's good for my work. Would you guys mind if I tagged along? Uh, no, 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 you can come, it's cool. Actually, okay. you, you know, uh, Vinny, uh, there's not enough room in my car. That's okay, Gold. We can take my one-of-a-kind Winnebago. It's interesting because, like, there probably could have been... There probably could be so many other people that would have wanted to play that, oh my play God. that part. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's talk Val Tilmer in episode... Season one of, uh, of Entourage, the script in the Sherpa... That's the guy who did the magic mushroom. Oh, the weed guy. Yeah, he's the weed guy. Make him the mushroom guy, too. Bring yeah, him back. Yeah, he would be perfect to be the mushroom guy. Remember, he's he's a huge fan of Johnny Drama. He's like, Johnny Drama, I'm a fan, man. <laughs> Drama's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Sad. Did Val Kilmer ever show up again in nope, Entourage? Nope, in the Entourage universe? One. In the Entourage universe. The Entourage universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, definitely like a Val Tilmer type. Not not Eric Roberts trying to do this like alpha douchebag like you know sh shirt sherpa you know, like it just doesn't or uh, shaman shaman just doesn't work. Maybe. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> and then he gets to Joshua Tree and hangs with the guys for like eighty percent of the trip. They they walk away from him for like ten minutes. And just, also adds nothing. Yeah. Like he d he's not like he's not like okay. So the point is for Vince to have a conclusion, come to a conclusion about whether what movie he should do next he does not provide any kind of insight into what that like could be and uh you know he's a guy who 600 credits yeah. he like he should be providing that insight 100 percent. yeah he's, he says a line like oh in my line of work I like to observe people do you mind if i tad the lawn and vince is like sure no problem and all the guys look at him i mean we all have that friend who's like yeah random stranger come along yeah random barker on the Va Las Vegas Strip, I'll follow you and see where you, you want to go. And it's just, you have that friend who's kind of like uh, clueless. Right. Can't read the doesn't, room. Doesn't take cues. Doesn't take, and, I mean, of all the dies, it's got to be Vinny. Like, that actually <laughs> would have been a cooler, you know, that would have been a more interesting dynamic of the episode if, like, they would have just had to play up, like, what it was like, what it would take to ditch <laughs> to ditch yeah. him. Yeah, like he, I, I, it would have been, it would have been more like honest. Like, oh, there's this, we gotta get this guy out of yeah, here. We gotta get this guy out of here. Who yeah. is this guy? <laughs> and they kind of immediately indoctrinate him into the crew. He's like, we could get rid of Ari, and no one would know the difference, and they all had laugh at it. I'm like, dude, Eric Roberts, you're gone after this episode. What are you doing here? Right, right. This clearly offended us more than it probably offended <laughs> Twenty minutes about <laughs> Eric Roberts. <laughs> okay, um. It's it's a bummer. This is a new category, but like, there's no real, like, I, I, it's called the new perk, like, or what's the best perk? Ooh. Like, there's no like real perk that these guys get this episode. I completely forgot at the beginning of the episode, their Aston Martins get repossessed because they're so broke. They're you, broke. They need to work. You totally forget that like with the success of Aquaman in season two, Vinny like diffs the guys three Aston Martin DB9 Valentes. So it's. Kind of comes full circle to see them in mid-season five get repossessed outside of Earth Cap. Well, I guess I better read it then. You don't have to read it, Vince, because it is exactly what you think it is. And if you take it, you're taking it for the same reason that most people in America take jobs, because you need the money. Well, we've never made a decision based on money alone. 
Since I have cash to tide us over. Oh, Jesus. Well, I do. I have a few shekels put away, too, bro. I can make my own money, and I take care of you guys when you need it. Nobody takes care of me. Appreciate that, Vim. What the fuck? Hey, 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 asshole! What are you doing to our car? They're being repossessed. What? Hey, your bill's deadbeat. What the fuck are you talking about, you motherfucker? Finn! Well, E does have a line, though, where he's, he offers to, like, pay for everything or something like that. Mm. Like, he's, E is going to float the group, yep. like, yep. Uh, which doesn't seem sustainable <laughs> at all. Turtle's big revelation at the end of the episode is he's going to do a job. I guess I just, that's nice. I, I don't know. This is a this is a question that like makes more sense in a regularly structured episode of Entourage. But if this episode were to happen today, how would it be different? I don't think a lot would be different. I don't think a lot would be different. I think it's like I think it does capture like the dynamic of a friend group on psychedelics. <laughs> I think it would take place. I think there would be some kind of secondary thing from just like going to J Tree like itself. Like, yeah. a, the character would be introduced in J-Tree or, yeah. like, something like that. The thing that, like, blows my mind about this entire episode, <laughs> and, look, this is just about this entire season <laughs> of Entourage, like, why doesn't Vince do Benji? Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. you know, I know this is, like, a bigger, like, thing. Sure. But, like, why, why, like, like, why, like, why is there so much, div- why is there so much, like, animosity or the feeling that that would be a step backwards? I don't think anyone with a three million dollar check a lot of actors with a three million dollar check in front of them yeah. would think that that was a step backwards at this point in making content but we've also seen vince like not sell his soul but like go do a chinese power drink commercial to for some quick cash or like go do a modeling uh uh appearance like these types of things like are very commonplace so like why not again it's it's all comes down to like at the end of the day we don't make decisions based on money. Like he even says it at Earth Cafe, like we've never made a decision based on money before, and we're not going to today. And at the end of the episode, they do the same thing. They're almost about to take Benji, and then Vince has his horrible revelation looking into the fire. But that's what's like so. That's just what's so weird to me that like you know there's so much of a impetus about being cool and doing the like cool picture, etc. Yeah. Where like you know, and maybe that's. You know, maybe it was just a different time in Hollywood where, mm-hmm. like, I think, like, a lot of people of Vince's caliber in that world wouldn't pass down Benji at all. They would see that as stable income. Ari know? says the script made him cry, and that Ari doesn't seem like the type that cries often. I wanted to talk about mushrooms a little bit. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it actually it has to do with, like, the part of this episode that would be different today, or, or how would it be different because it's this whole thing. We had to go to Eric Roberts' house. We had to get the mushrooms. Mushrooms would decriminalize in parts of California. It just wouldn't be as big of a deal. No, today. it just wouldn't be. As like big someone deal. would yeah. have it. Someone would have. Someone would be fucking growing it at their house. And like, I guess that is the point of the Eric Roberts character. But it just like, I don't know. I'm barely making sense right now. What are your? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> What are my thoughts on? I was about to say no. I was, I was about to say like, hosting's hard, and you're doing a good job, John. Hosting is hard. Hosting is very hard right now. Let me tell you about my first. Let me tell you about my first mushrooms experience in Joshua Trail. Keep it super quick. I, I, I teased this before in the car. I didn't want to um, tell you off mic, but 
So my first time ever going to Joshua Tree, I was like, I got to do mushrooms, just like the boys. And this is like three years ago. I've only you were heavily influenced, heavily influenced, and I think a lot of people were. And that's the point of why we're fucking here right now. Like, you fucking drove three hours from L.A. (laughs) to record this disaster of a podcast. No way. This is gonna be an instant classic episode. (laughs) In homage to this very memorable episode. And so I'm super pumped. My wife's driving. I have a buddy in town from Denver, his wife in the car, and we're driving to J-Tree. And in front of us, we witness one of the most horrific car accidents we've ever seen. This family gets T-boned by like a a small silver like uh, Toyota Camry whipping around a curve and just taking the curve wide and just going into the side of their van. And it is like... One of the most traumatic things I've ever seen. Oh, that's like, terrible. Traffic stopped. We were the only witnesses. We went back for help. People were airlifted out. I think everyone ended up being okay at the end of the day. Like I think some that's great. some like that's some like pretty good. you know, severe injuries, but I don't think anyone died. But that was my first experience going in Joshua Tree and it completely palled like I was like, I'm never doing mushrooms in Joshua Tree because of that. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine doing mushrooms and seeing that happen? That's absolutely horrifying. <laughs> I mean, whoa. That's that's I don't that's know. Gnarly. I don't even know why I brought it up. <laughs> we're just we're talking about it's being a really, really, really terrifying story, JR. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. All right, really quick, I wanted to say something. Uh Eric Roberts Winnebago today, those things would cost like 200 grand. That dude's making a fucking killing on that thing. Easily. What a beautiful <laughs> what a beautiful rig. <laughs> Do you think he Airbnb's it? <laughs> Dude, he could probably sell his house and then just go from like, you know, movie set to Broadway show to TV <laughs> set all over the world in his Winnebago. <laughs> what was your favorite Johnny drama moment from this week's episode of Entourage? My favorite Johnny drama moment was I don't have a line. That's all right. Um, but was how in control he was. Yep. He he he's the one who initiates it. He's the one who suggests it. He's the one who goes to Eric Roberts' house and he. There's that very funny scene, which I guess this would be included in favorite quotes or scenes if I was doing a structured podcast episode right now, where he's like, "No, we can't take them here." And then he walks like five feet away and is like. Here. <laughs> it's fucking here. Hilarious. We did that when we were setting up. We were like, not like, here. Nope, not here. 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 <laughs> it's so fucking good. All right, let's do it. Not here. Where then? Here. I like it. <laughs> here we go. All right, come on, let's eat. Here we go. What, peer pressure? Fine. Uh, he, he has a really good moment, too, on the Winnebago where uh, E is, and Turtle are making fun of the fact that he used to wet the bed when they were on, like, yes. trips when they were younger. He's like, Drama, you were wetting the bed till you were 12? He's like, only till I was nine, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. A nine-year-old wetting the bed is still almost almost a teenager wetting the bed. <laughs> Poor Drama. <laughs> Come on, Ari. It's man and nature. You know how many good times this crew has had without a real place to sleep? Remember Lake Barrington? All we have is six bags of Doritos <laughs> and some sleeping bags? And Drama bought the extra bags. You're still wetting the bed at 14? Liar. I stopped wetting the bed when I was nine that extra bag was for warmth you were still waiting the bed at nine a lot of great artists are late to potty tree okay i'm gonna put my run sheet down because it's just not working for me i apologize to everyone who's like 
And for those of you who have stuck with us for the past 40 minutes, you know, appreciate it. I wanted to kind of end this by talking about their different, uh, the different reactions to the mushrooms that the different guys have. How believable was this performance by Adrian, Jerry, Kevin, Kevin, and Jeremy? It, it's 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 all it's like various degrees to me. Various degrees. I think that uh, Adrian probably the worst. Yeah, like, he's doing in this, terms of believable. He's doing this Disney character thing. Where yeah. Like, what, are, what are you in a fantasy land right now, yeah, pal? Definitely, probably the worst. E, E, I kind of like see. I see the whole like not wanting to speak thing, or like, not being able, not remembering how to speak, not yeah. remembering how to speak, or being you know very uh, in his own head yeah. about you know everything. Turtle, I also see. I think Turtle's projecting. Yeah. Like, which yeah. is kind of it's kind of interesting to see a person playing a character project in the way that somebody on psychedelics would project yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's like pretty fascinating that's actually like a really good job of acting you know? he gets emotional when he realizes how much closer e and vince are than him and vince and he goes i don't have anybody yes when re- in reality it's drama like he and drama are kind of ride or die for each other yes but they're they are but you know i feel like I feel like the show isn't in that place, even in season five, to like, you know, uh, broach that kind of bridge between the friendship. Right? And it's also not like mature enough. Like it's just right, not. Right, right, it's it's right. not evolved. It's also you know we've talked about this. It's the show. It's this episode was fourteen years ago or something. So it's it's just not there yet. Um, I think Turtle kind of like suddenly thinking he could talk to Arnold and that Arnold was talking to him was a little like okay. That's yeah, it's a little works. little weird. And then let's talk about Ari's performances. He has some really good stuff with Lloyd on the phone. He has some really bad stuff, too, which we won't talk about. The Confucius stuff, uh, pretty bad. But, like, Lloyd is pretty much, like, talking him down from his trip, which is yeah, which is a real bro moment. It's I guess real... if we're doing bros being bros, it's bros Lloyd. Bros being bros. Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd is the ultimate bro yeah. in this episode. <laughs> he walks away from his party that he's throwing kind of illegally at the Gold's house to talk his boss down from this trip he's having. Something is coming for me, Lloyd. No, nothing's coming for you, Ari. No, 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 no. I'm serious. I, ju- I just heard something. All right, just count to five, and you'll see it's just in your head. One, two, three, four. I just come closer. Ari? I'm looking at two eyes, Lloyd. Ari, are you sure? Oh, God. Oh, God. A Confucius say. Ari, you are sure? Positive. Then run, Ari, run. Ah! Arnold! Where are you, boy? I can make him like me if I do this. I like you. It worked. Who do you want to like you? Everybody already likes you, Vince. He who must not be named does not like me. I was mean, and I didn't do Aquaman too. Now I can't be a firefighter. Why are you so attached to the smoke jumpers thing? Because Eve found the script and it's good, and I want to be good, and I want us to be good to make up for the bad. Everyone must know that E makes Vince good. You and E really have something special, Vin. He is a true friend. What do I got? You're a true friend too, Turtle. I got no job, no purpose, no dog. Oh, Turtle. No, I have no E. He can't talk and it's really freaking me out. 
I can make E talk. I want to call my mom. Make E talk, Johnny. Ow! E? Are you back? Call your mom in the morning, turtle. That's what I wanted to say. Like, Ari's like hallucinating. That's not how mushrooms work. No. I can't understand, though, how, why he got lost. Oh, yeah. That's, like, yeah. 100%. Getting, getting lost to J-Tree is no joke. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we are we're recording this podcast a mere 50 yards from the car, and if we would have gone any deeper, the sun's setting right now, like, it would be kind of dicey. It would be very dicey. Um, who else? Yeah, Kevin Dillon, I think, or Johnny Drama, seems to be the most in control the entire time. And he's because he's the OG. He, he's done this before. He's, like, partied with Eric Roberts, and he's done quite the, you know, quite the plethora of drugs in the desert. He's, he's, it is, it is his show. Maybe that's, like, maybe that's, like, something that someday they'll explain. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to trail off on that. <laughs> <laughs> People talked about rebooting the show all the time, and I did ask, and I, you know. In the Facebook, Reddit oh, yes. groups, yeah. Jr. the podcast host, yeah, that, yeah. you know, has no affiliation. Has so it's so much insight into how <laughs> a multi-billion-dollar Hollywood production gets made. And everyone, <laughs> everyone wants to see like the Ari Gold show, but I really just want to see the Johnny Drama show. What's Drama doing right now, right? Drama is probably celebrity boxing. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably on OnlyFans. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> one of the one of the most like profitable male only fan stars yeah and uh and other than but not secure about it no like, no you know? they still still didn't like the plastic surgery done like under the radar and stuff i don't know dude uh, let me let me end this by asking the question that i asked at the end of every uh, episode of oh yeah oh yeah was this an a-list b-list or d-list episode of entourage man every it is in the canon i know i think it's considered a-list i know Rewatching, I think it's kind of like C. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like C, a C list episode because there isn't a lot of structure, because there isn't a lot of plot. It does, in my mind, lose some steam. Again, I'm watching it. We're watching it. Very it's a lot of non sequiturs. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool. That's it's fun. Sometimes it's chemistry. Every know? once in a while, having an episode of a show that's complete non sequiturs, where people are on drugs, is nice. And then it'll be it'll return to its readily scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> just like life itself <laughs> oh man brandon uh dude this is fun this Thank was you. so much fun i can't believe we recorded a podcast to joshua Dream. <laughs> me too i'm so i'm so happy uh do you want to tell the people where they can follow you um you can follow me on twitter uh it's my name brandon <laughs> at bro brandon wenner <laughs> and uh yeah that's uh that's it read bro, bro bible. bible read bro bible yeah read bro bible that's 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 the the case. yep um, uh, th thanks, guys. We'll be back to a much more uh, subdued regular episode next week. Thanks for hanging with us, and I will talk to you on Monday. Yeah.